HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Will Harris, and today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curtain, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the Cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. It's a Monday afternoon, and you want to know what that means. Time for Cutting the Curd. Another episode of Cutting the Curd. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, Cutting the Curd. My name is uh, Ann Saxelby. And my name is Sophie Schlesinger. And we are broadcasting live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn, on the Heritage Radio Network. Um, so today's show, we are traveling to the West Coast. Yes. Um, and we're going to be talking with Chris Vamos, who is the president of Milkman Cheese Services, to talk about um, cheese in Southern California and what his business does. Um, Chris, are you on the line with us? I am. I was, um, I was wondering when to, uh, to explode with enthusiasm. I guess now is the time. Yes, <laughs> yes. Please do. Explode Whoop, holler. I go. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's good to talk to you. I feel it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, I think the last time was at the um, in Montreal, was it not? I think I may have been. I, I I was stalking a lot of people at the time, and it's hard for me to remember. But I think that, I think you were definitely <laughs> high up on the list. Oh man, I love it, Montreal. That was a, that was a fun time. American Cheese Society. Yeah, this year, if anyone's listening in, you should register now. Our registration's open for Raleigh in 2012. Um, it's going to be a good time. But so, Chris, tell us, what, uh, what does Milkman Cheese Services do? Um, well, ooh, <clears throat> a myriad of things. Um, it just sort of, really, my business is, is a vehicle for thinking up cheese puns. That's really, that's really part and parcel. <laughs> that's so That's important. really why I'm, I'm in the cheese business, just because I'm, I'm a fountain. There are so many. Puns. There are so, so many. many. Really, it's just, it's, it's endless. What's um, your, you could get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down on my notepad and consider it stolen. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, it, it started off, uh, the project started off because I was making cheese in Vermont, and unfortunately, the place uh, that I was working for went out of business, um, kind of tragically. Yeah. And I took it as a sign that it was time to, to move back to the ancestral homeland and uh, take the take the helm of the family, as it were. 
Um, so on the way across the country, I was calling cheesemakers and seeing who needed help where. Ultimately, I was thinking it would be great to have a farming job, but it was pretty late in the season at that point. And people were like, you know, we, we know, you and lo- know you and love you. That's paraphrasing right there. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, but, but, you know, it's just like there's nothing going on right now. What, you know, what else you got for us? So I was thinking because I already knew the Southern California market, maybe I would try my hand at doing some selling. One of my favorite things about working for cheesemakers in Vermont was doing farmer's markets because essentially a farmer's market is you standing there all day with cheese and people will pass you. And there's, I wish this was a radio so I could show you the face that people make. But there's this great moment where people realize what it is that you're doing. It's just like this like euphoria slash Scooby-Doo kind of thing with, you know, going on. <laughs> And, um, and then, they, then they, they rush on over, and they look at the cheese, and they look at you, and they, make, they form this association between you and the cheese, so they, they begin to love you by association. It's, yeah, it's like they it's automatically like, the most, are on It's the on most feel-good job that there is, by far. <laughs> totally. Um, so I thought, I thought I'd try my hand at that here in the Southland, see if, if anybody was doing that sort of thing. Uh, the people were doing fresh cheese at, cheeses at farmer's markets here in Southern California, but nobody was really repping local hard-aged hard cheeses, which is sort of what I'm more into. And um, I started at one in, uh, in Deer Mar Vista, where I grew up, actually, just down the street. Uh, and it's blossomed into a couple of different farmer's markets. And I wasn't completely sure what to, um, what to expect from, uh, from the, the clientele who were shopping at these things, but actually the response has been huge. Uh, people have been really interested in actually going and visiting local farms and getting to know their cheesemakers. I just think that there was this there was this need, this kind of like latent need in the area to um, uh, to to get reconnected to to their foodways. Los Angeles is sort of like I don't to, to people you know all over the all over the world kind of think that Los Angeles is this floating bubble out in the middle of nowhere, um, and we're not uh, we we. Uh, um, we're not, you know, connected to the to the greater society at large, but I found that to be completely the opposite of true, and it's been really, really heartening. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was that's really good because, um, well, I was really interested in the fact that so here you are, you're a young guy, you know, you start you start a business, and it's a very smart way to start a business actually yeah. because you're really being able to test drive your idea out in the marketplace um, and, and really interface with people every day in a way that's not going to cost, you know, a bazillion dollars to get right. started. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, I mean, I should, I should definitely make a point that I'm a very proud member of the unemployed generation, <laughs> and I just did what a lot of people my age have done and just make, make myself a lot less unemployed, no less poor. But much less unemployed. It was just sort of like, ultimately, it's just sort of an ego thing. Um, <laughs> so, can uh, you tell but, it, and, but so, but so far, it's been working great. So, that's that's really fantastic. Yeah. Well, and it's really heartening because I feel like a lot of people want to get into cheese, and it's uh, you know, or get they know about cheese and they're looking to make a career of it, and so. Um, you know, sometimes the best way to do it is just by, like you said, getting some experience um, with a farm or with another cheese shop and then just jumping in. But um, can you tell us a little bit about the logistics of your business? Um, where do you store your cheeses? How do you get your cheeses from yeah. farmers? How oh, you- sure, yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, some of the cheesemakers who I work with, not all, are a little bit too far away from from me to be able to do any kind of mass deliveries. And already, a lot of the cheesemakers that I work with are working on such a scale where they can't really integrate themselves with distributors too well because they just don't have the right volume. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I've been having them variously ship me, um, you know, box, boxes of cheese, just a, a couple of, you know, a couple of pieces at a time. Just kind of, and I, I, I try to group people together as best I can, uh, but you, you, usually it's just solo. Um, I do have one cheesemaker who I'm working with out in Ontario, which is maybe about 45 minutes away from Los Angeles by car. And he actually comes to farmer's markets and delivers cheese for me there, and that's always a fun moment, introducing the cheesemaker to, um, to my people just kind of walking by. Um, yeah, and other, otherwise, logistically, um, I have kind of a, a walk-in cooler in a place called Culver City here in Los Angeles, and uh, I, it, it, you're not allowed to do cutting and wrapping here in Los Angeles at farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. I think that it's the same way in New York City, am I right? No, they revoked it. Yeah. They made oh, it that really? way for oh, a little yeah, while, when I was, were so I, mad. I, I was living there for a little while. And um, and I, I knew that um, I think who was who was having problems with that? It was um, it wasn't considered Barwell. Cato Corner, yeah, right, yeah. I think everybody um, at the New York City Green Markets who yeah. sold cheese there, they were kind of thrown into a tumult because all of a sudden their way of business, you know, just really changed. Yeah, good. Well, that, I mean, it's good to hear that there's that there's been some uh, some positive movement. Uh, so what I do is I'll cut my cheese at you know three four o'clock in the morning or something like this and have pieces ready to go so when I hit the market, the pieces are still in really good condition. Um, but they, it's, it's, not, it's not an absolutely ideal situation. So hopefully, once I hit my stride a little bit, maybe I'll be able to, to find some time to uh, massage whoever needs to be massaged to make that happen. Who, who knows? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. Cheese activism added to part of the resume. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so how many farms do you work with, and who, uh, if, you, if you don't mind naming, who, who are some of the farms? Just because I feel like Northern California oftentimes gets the reputation for being a cheese mecca, right. and you don't hear quite as much about um, cheesemakers in Southern California. Absolutely. Actually, um, I want to make sure to, to pimp my friends Drake. They're out in Ontario. Uh, they were mostly in the fresh cheese game for quite some time, but I think that there was some... Somebody was making some noise recently about how they should start making an artisan cheese, and they found a chef who wanted to turn coats, turn coats, <laughs> and, uh, and become a cheesemaker for them. So he's making a really nice, uh, uh, fairly standard, but very, very clean and wonderful um, uh, fresh chef style of mold-ripened cheese. I mean, a, a, fre- uh, a, a fresh style mold-ripened cheese, um, and it's doing really, really lovely right now. Um, and then you don't get a whole lot more cheese making for a little while. There was a place uh, called Winchester, which was uh, oh, yeah, out of ways make from. The Gouda. Yeah, they make they they make, definitely make the Gouda, and I think that they've been unfortunately they've been having some they've been having some financial problems recently, and I I don't think that it's gonna I don't think that they're gonna they don't they don't want to put um, they don't want to put any more skin in the game, so I, I don't think mm-hmm. the Gouda is gonna be a, a thing anymore. Unfortunately, that is not um, that very it, good. It, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll be um, I'll be stealing that one too. <laughs> get add that to sorry, the list. Sorry, um, and then it, it doesn't get really interesting again until you get up the coast a little ways. Uh, Central Coast Creamery in Paso Robles is doing really nice work. Um, who else is doing great work? Uh, Shock Family Farm in Salinas. Shock is spelled S C H O C H for for those those curious who want to look it up. Uh, they're doing really delicious raw uh, Dutch styles. Um, and then it's, uh, I, forgive me, but it doesn't, it doesn't get too interesting until you get um, up the coast. Uh, then, there, then there's, uh, there's Y-Rock doing, doing really inter- interesting stuff. If somebody just started a herd of water buffalo, and they're going to be making water buffalo mozzarella here in California. Wow. I'm going to tr- try to have that. Um, and he's, uh, he's just starting up his biz. 
Um, and, be, and beyond, I think that's a good list so far. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's amazing. And so, and what about Fiscalini? Are they, where are they situated in California? Are they I believe s- that they're in Modesto. Yeah. They yeah. are. But I, I try to, uh, I do work with, with some bigger producers, but I try to keep it on the smaller side of things just I like because that. I don't, I don't really feel like that's where I'm needed. You know, people who are selling in at Whole Foods or Costco, I think that that's great that small scale producers are finally doing that. Like, like Point Reyes, like good on them. Like they're doing, you know, fantastic work right now. Um, but you know, it's like they've they've hit their stride, and for you know, it's if I, I feel like if I can if I can help people gain a little bit of traction, then I can also feel good about myself at the end of the day. Yeah, and so what other? I mean, you must be providing people with a lot of feedback too, especially if these people are just getting started in cheese making. Um, can you talk a little bit about how have you helped people kind of develop their cheeses or given them advice and sort of guidance that way? Uh, sure. It's um, not as much as I, I, I would like to. I definitely like to make it uh, more more on the official tip, a la maybe Jasper Hill. Um, they're they're really huge inspirations for me. Um, yeah, uh, Alyssa from uh, North Bay Curds and Way is a, she's another brand new operation, and she she shares a facility with a couple of other new and up and coming cheesemakers who are going to be really big on the scene. Uh, but she in particular has been really really nice to talk to, very open to suggestions. And I've noticed that a lot of cheese new new cheesemakers will um, they kind of shotgun blasted at the beginning, making a whole bunch of different styles and and you know like just trying to please every palate all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to encourage her and other people kind of gently to maybe focus on one thing, slow down, really look at what you're doing and, and perfect it and, you know, kind of get some cachet that way and then, and then expand the brand from there, uh, if that makes sense. I think yeah. that's very smart. Yeah. Very smart, because each cheese can be a lifetime's worth of work. So, well, I, I used to be um, I used to be an intern. The, the reason why I was in Vermont was I was working for a place called Plowgate Creamery with Marissa Morrow. Yeah, Marissa, if you're out there somewhere, for, for God's sake, give me a call. <laughs> um, uh, it, she was making a really lovely brie style, and that was really uh, she made a couple of different fresh styles, but that was all she did. Yeah, the and people, well um, so people, people like really like re- responded to that to that one thing, you know. And it was like it made sense. You could explain it really clearly, and you know you would remember it. And um, also, people knew what they were going to get. You know, I yeah, think right. that's exactly a part of it. right. Yeah, consistency was was huge. Yeah, that's another thing that I really want to hammer into my cheesemakers that if you can make the same great product like week in week out that is like that is enormous you know so you don't you know you want to cut out the peaks and valleys as as, as much as you can so absolutely absolutely yeah. well it looks like we have come to the halfway point of yep. our show so we're going to take a quick break um and when we come back we're going to talk more about selling cheese in la and uh and your other services that you provide so uh stick okay. with us
White Oak Pastures is a 146-year-old multi-generational family farm that works in cooperation with nature to produce artisan meats that is safe, healthy, nutritious, and good to eat. Without fail, we ensure that our production practices are economically practical, ecologically sustainable, and that the animals are always humanely treated. We never falter in our determination to conduct our business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. All right, we are back on Cutting the Curd. Um, Thanks to our sponsors, White Oak Pastures. Uh, So I'm your host, Ann Saxelby. My co-host is Sophie Schlesinger. And our guest today is Chris Vamos, who is the president and uh, founder of Milkman Cheese Services based in Los Angeles, California. Um, So before we get into um, the nitty gritty, Chris, how can people find out about your business? Um, Do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page? I do. It's it's MilkmanLA.com. That's M-I-L-K-M-A-N-L-A.com. And then, of course, whatever social network you can throw at me, I'm on there variously. Um, unfortunately, the name Milkman, I went online and I was like, nobody has Milkman yet, and they did, unfortunately. So I'm kind of, I'm Milkman plus whatever on, you know, whatever social network you can throw at me. And if you like, most, mostly, I, I don't have my own Twitter account or Facebook or anything like that. So I, 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 caught, I would, like, didn't think that I was going to catch the bug. But I've been using it more and more kind of like for my own personal stuff. So I just like, it's kind of like a, it's a it's slippery kind of slope, like a delightful man. menagerie of like kind of my own life. So if you want to see like the complete life of the cheesemonger, you could just go on my Twitter feed. So. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, so selling cheese in LA, it's so funny. Maybe I'm probably the most prejudiced person in the world, but I feel like when I think of LA, I think of a lot of really healthy people who are eating raw food and like, you know, really watching, you know, green tea and like the whole thing kind of preserving youth, you know, eternally. Um, and obviously I'm wrong. So can you tell us um, about um, who your customers are in L.A. and what people in L.A. Um, are excited about in cheese? I would, I would love to. I was hoping that you were, you were going to ask about that. Um, it's interesting because I don't, I, I don't have my own storefront, so I'm, I'm outside dealing with people who are at farmer's markets. And that clientele, my business is fairly new which means that I do have people who know about me, but a lot of my traffic is just, are just kind of people who are walking by, happen to be there. Um, and it's interesting engaging with those people because I'm sure at your store, it's mostly people who are going out to buy cheese or, or want to be educated about it or something, or they've heard about you kind of variously. Um, with, with me, I kind of have to convince them that what they're about to engage in is like it's not like it's not like an illegal heroin deal like in the back alley. <laughs> it's really like a joyful thing, you know. And it's not. It's also not like not not necessarily like going to like a wine store or something where there's like that you're conf- confronted with this kind of semi-obscure vocabulary and, you know, dealing with like a, like a brooding clerk or something like that. Um, I, I, I want to I posit cheese as this like kind of joyful, 
like sexy and goofy thing that you can enjoy like on an intellectual level and like on a on a kind of like you know just like kind of more emotional level if that was like um, an actress what actress would that be or an actor yeah. i guess <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm like is it cameron diaz is it <laughs> that's a good one yeah cameron diaz sexy goofy anyways yeah. sorry yeah. sorry that yeah, was like bringing the la thing too far <laughs> um uh justin timberlake maybe okay never mind just kidding maybe. Um, um but no i think that's great i think you know stripping away the pretense that surrounds cheese is always the best because and, and i i mean i there love is no the, pretense. The, the like trend of like kind of goofy like cheese descriptions that that people put up because um cheese can um has i think has the potential to exist in this kind of like because you know, all all food is is you know has a political angle to it, and has this kind of like cultural angle to it too. Um, it, that is, so people bring like baggage to cheese already. Um, so if you can kind of flip the script on them a little bit, like it, it, I just, I just, I don't know. I like having conversations with people about cheese and like waxing poetic about it. Um, <laughs> and and it. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I had to say about it. I feel like there was another part to the question. Well, what are the? I'm curious. What, where are the best farmers markets in LA? Yeah, um, Hollywood is definitely great. But when you go to Hollywood, people are like, "Oh, Hollywood!" It really is like it's like it's like pretty Hollywood. Like people are you know like preening, and you know like kind of they're you know striking poses. But it's, <laughs> there's also like a very very genuine vibe going through it. Um, Mar Vista is also really nice. The farmer's market scene here in Los Angeles is not as well developed as it is in some other areas. So there's room for people to play around a little bit. So people are just finding their feet. Um, they don't really know exactly what they're doing yet. So it has the potential to be like kind of lame and then like the very heights of awesome at the same time. Um, just because there's, there's latitude to grow, I think. Um, Mar- again, Mar Vista is really nice. Um, who else is doing great work? Atwater Village is doing really nice right now. Uh, Santa Monica is always a great scene. Um, yeah, just uh, but go to your, my advice is to just go to your local farmer's market and just talk to the, talk to the vendors because it's, it's likely that they live in the same neighborhood as you and you'll, it's just, uh, it's, it's nice because more and more farmer's markets are becoming a, a neighborhood hub, which is something that's absolutely desperately needed here in Los Angeles. There's just, there's nothing quite, there's nothing that's knit the community together, I think, as much as farmer's markets have. So um, what, anyway. what's your schedule like with the markets? You know, how many are you doing per week, and what's, what's a typical day like for you? Uh, so I'm doing, okay, let me, it's, uh, this is happening like super fast, so I need to, I need to count on my fingers here. I don't, do I have six fingers? Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm doing six, and uh, I have a buddy who does uh, a couple for me a week who's just kind of doing it out of the, the goodness of his heart. Lincoln, thank you if you're out there. Um, and then a typical day for me will be I'll wake up at maybe 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, head over to my facility, uh, do cheese wrapping for maybe 2 to 3 hours, something like this, and inventorying and so on and so forth. And then I pack up my cooler and I pack up my Honda with all of my farmer's market stuff, which is just down to an absolute rocket science at this point. <laughs> um, and it's, everything is like, you know, has, it's, like, it's more like Tetris. I'm afraid yeah. that my car is going to disappear at the end of it. <laughs> um, so I, so I, then I, I drive to the market, and I have about an hour or so to set up. It's, it's too bad because, um, well, it's, it's not too bad, actually, because I'm trying to, to uh, um, develop an aesthetic for what it is that I'm doing. 
Uh, and just so that people, it's like, oh, it's the milkman. Here's like, you could, like, you could spot it from 10 miles away. Um, but the problem is it has to be absolutely as portable as possible. Right. So I have to think pretty deeply about how to generate like maximum visual impact with uh, like an absolute minimum of, of stuff. My, I mean, my first, um, my first farmer's market, I showed up with a table. I had no tablecloth. I did have a tent. Actually, I didn't even have a tent. They gave me a tent. <laughs> and I was just standing there with cheeses under my arm and smiling and handing them out to people. I felt like the Oprah of cheese. I just, <laughs> like, but people were so into it, and then eventually it's evolved over time. So. And then at the end of it, um, I pack it on up, go home, and have a beer with a huge smile on my face. Wow. Sounds that's good. Yeah. That's so- impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Working hard. Um, so what, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, so, I mean, now I'm even afraid to ask because I've heard what your days are like. You, um, it's, but you also provide some sort of cheese education, consulting. Um, you mentioned farm kind of, trips um, earlier in the I've, show. I've, left, do any it, of those. I've left it open-ended because, truth be told, I'm really, ultimately, I would love to make it onto the farm again. Um, and the way that I'm doing that is by kind of keeping, keeping my toes dipped in many pools at once, if that makes sense. Like, I, 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 I definitely want to, I, I, I love educating people about cheese. I think that that's the best part of, about my job. And if that means I'm in a classroom or at the farmer's market or talking with chefs, so on and so forth, I just like keeping it sort of, sort of open-ended. Um, and maybe that's the, the unemployed generation in me talking where I want to give myself, you know, as many options as possible. Um, but it's, but so far it's been working out really, really nicely. Um, I would love to be sort of like a, um, oh, uh, the, 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 the Vermont cheesemaker who's developing recipes for everybody, Peter, Peter Dixon. Peter Dixon. I would love to be that that man someday. I would love to have that man's facial hair someday. <laughs> if, if, if just that, I will die a happy man. <laughs> Peter Dixon is an awesome guy. I always say he's like the Johnny Appleseed of cheese. Yeah. Has he been on the show? Have you even seen him in person before? Yes, yes, he's been on the show. He's unbelievable. Uh, I know. Unbelievable. I know. So he's he, like a rock he star. Exist. He does exist. <laughs> he, I can confirm it. Um, well, that's great. That's totally great. So do you have plans then? Um, I mean, if you want to do that kind of consulting, do you have plans? Um, are there places in California like Viac where you could go and learn more about the science of cheesemaking? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, so the College of Marin has a great new certificate program that's just kind of getting... I think actually they just graduated, if not mistaken, just graduated their first real class of students. Um, and that is very, very legitimate right now. UC Davis has a great cheese-making program. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. Um, and who else is doing really nice work? And there are kind of like artisanal schools popping up here, there, and everywhere. Um, but just, uh, you know, it, I, I would recommend to anybody who's even semi-interested in the cheese-making world, just call up your closest cheese-maker because they're all like... The ones that I've talked to are, like, shocked to hear that other people are, like, into what they're doing, you know. And just, like, just, just explain that you're into it. Maybe you want to come up and visit them for a day or you want to, you know, intern or something. Because if it's not for them, it'll be for somebody else, guaranteed. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. Totally. Um, well, we just have a couple of minutes left, but I'm curious. What are your favorite places to eat cheese in L.A.? Do, are My there places? Favorite, yeah, uh, favorite places to eat cheese in L.A.? Oh, goodness. Um, can we go out to, to, to the OC? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. That's a good start. <laughs> um, the Cheese Cave out in Claremont. 
is fantastic. The two owners are just these totally bubbly young ladies. I just, I just, I, so I go there, I open up the door, the, the, what I call the angel's kiss hits you right in the face. That's the stinky zephyr that cheese shops have. And <laughs> the they, they're zephyr. just a, a total fount of knowledge. Um, they're, they're both involved with, um, with Altadena, which, is, which was a, a major milk producer here in Southern California for a long time. And they have many, many amazing stories. They're definitely a milk family, which is rare when you talk to cheese professionals because a lot of them, it seems to me, come from outside of the, uh, the dairy industry. Right. Um, so they definitely have an insider's perspective. Uh, who else is doing great stuff? Oh, for Pete's sake. Um, favorite places to eat? Up at, uh, so I just cut myself a piece of cheese and go up to the Griffith Observatory and look out <laughs> over all of Los Angeles. That's my favorite place to eat cheese. What about, um, what about what is it, the La Brea Bakery? that ha- Doesn't somebody have a grilled cheese night? They, yeah, definitely. So, so Campanile, which is um, associated with, they're right, I mean, they're, they're adjoining. Um, they have a great grilled cheese night. We just had the grilled cheese invitational here Ooh, cool. in, nice. in Los Angeles, and somebody came up with this, like, ridiculous combination. It's just sort of like, it's sort of, uh, to me, it, I just, uh, it just feels like somebody fed, like, like, a bunch of, like, random ingredients through a computer and just, like, tried every possible combination there really was every possible combination this year. I, it was just like, oh. Who was oh the winner? God, my, what was the stomach. winning grilled cheese? Um, yeah, it's, years, years of eating raw milk has prepared my intestines for, 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 for that event. For anything. Um, but that, that, was, that was super cool. Um, it would, it, honestly, a lot of places are doing great grilled cheese these days. It would be super hard to miss if you see it on the menu. Chefs here in Los Angeles, they, they know what's up with cheese. So just, like, just, just, just go for it, I would say. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Excellent. Well, um, we are super excited to have had you on the show. Yeah. I feel like any cheesemaker who you are representing is very lucky to have a, a, a force like yours on their side. Definitely. Um, well, I was, I, I mean, if I can, can I give you my hero speech? I mean, so, Anne, if, if you, I was deciding, I just decided like about an hour ago that if you were a Pokemon, you would be like the final evolved form of like, of, of cheese, cheese mongor, you know, like, you'd have like the gold foil card and everything and all the kids would covet you. Um, you guys are definitely absolutely doing it right. So I'm, I'm super, super happy to have talked to you. Thank you so much. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. I'm going to have to tell my brother. He was all into Pokemon. I'll be like, Billy, what does that mean? Um, no, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Well, we, we definitely, we're, we're trying, you know, and, um, but it's really exciting to see that, um, you know, really all across the country, people are starting to, you know, really support their local cheesemakers, which is just the coolest. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Well, so uh, the Milk Milkman Cheese Services, um, and you said MilkmanLA.com? MilkmanLA.com, that's it. Great. All right. Well, everyone should check it out. And thank you again, Chris, for being on the show. <laughs> thank you. All right. We'll be back next Monday. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on HeritageRadioNetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.